a slight annoyance as opposed to like surgery or an amputate where you're going to yeah. be like, motherfucker. We got to give her robot legs. Yeah. Um, luckily, it wasn't anything quite that serious. Um, this is a weird start to a ghost podcast. Wait a minute. You're dead. You'll be dead for 30 years. Oh, yeah. So what's the rundown? What are we doing here, everyone? Uh, I read you a ghost story. Uh-huh. Uh, then you read me a ghost story. Uh, and then we kind of mock them while all that happens. Okay. And then at the end of it, I ask you if you have any personal life ghost stories. And then we go our separate ways. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. All right. Yeah. So we'll do a little bit of Chitty Chathams. Yeah. Up top, all that jazz. Um, but otherwise, just real loosey goosey. Just, just, just make fun of it. Just, yeah, just make fun of people's triggers and and traumatic experiences. Yeah, with the afterlife or their true. want thereof to I, be one. I feel like if you're being triggered by the afterlife, <laughs> you're leading a fair life. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. That's true. You know, if that's if that's the if that's what triggers you, if that's the 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 limit of what gets you to freak out, you're not bad. Yeah, you're doing pretty good, probably. Yeah, it's like oh, every time you think of a ghost, you get triggered. Well, uh, every time I think of the violent crime I suffered, <laughs> I get triggered. So, uh, are people triggered by ghosts? I'm sure people uh, are triggered by everything. I don't, I don't like that. I went to a ghost town over the weekend. It was not ghosty. At all. Like, it was... There was no uh, eerie auras around. There was no... There was a bulletin board that had a warning about rattlesnakes, and then a piece of paper that said, if you would like to email the town of Shiniko, (laughs) (laughs) it's a ghost town with an email address. But here's the thing. Shiniko hasn't been a town for 10 years! (gasps) I think that's literally true. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a weird, like, some dude bought it in the 60s and tried to ghost it up. Like, turned it into, like, a thriving tourist trap in the Oregon Outback or whatever. Of a, As a ghost town? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which included building a lot of <laughs> fake buildings. Okay. Or rebuilding. So he was a Scooby-Doo villain. Basically, yeah. Uh, the only thing that was missing was those dastardly kids. Yeah. He's like, I would have gotten away with it had I been close to a city center where these dastardly kids could have foiled me. Uh, yeah. So this is Boohaha, a podcast that is ostensibly about ghosts. <laughs> yeah, this is uh this is a weekly ghost podcast where I, Avalon Leonetti, bring in a dear close friend of mine. The uh, formerly Vincent Von Gool that's of the, the Portland comedy scene. <laughs> Before he went on to massive fame and success as a podcaster and part time co host of a monthly show. <laughs> <laughs> now I am the Vincent Von Gool of my living room. Oh, which is a better deal, really. It's more convenient. It's a much better deal, actually. I don't have to worry so much about spooking the norms on yeah. the regs. But uh, yeah, I've I've uh, I've gathered my my nearest and dearest into into the bosom of my home, and I've lit a campfire mm-hmm. inside. Which, which will set off the alarms here. It's not good. pretty soon. We'll I'll have to make this podcast fast. We'll open a window. Yeah, that'll be fine. That's fine. Yeah, totally. Yeah. This week. The 
bosom buddy that I brought to my fire is Nick Puente. Yeah. Welcome. So who am I? Hanks? Am I Tom Hanks or the other guy? I think you're always Tom Hanks. Okay. Regardless of the situation. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I'm going to be Joe versus the volcano, Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah, that's a solid Hanks. I would have chosen Polar Express. Pol- Ooh, I, that one's too close to home. <laughs> Why? Because when I was a projectionist at the uh, IMAX, at the, at the Fort Worth Museum of Natural History, uh, we played Polar Express nine times. Mm. I've seen Polar Express, Night at the Museum 2, and Avatar oh. over a dozen times each. So how many rounds of electroconvulsive therapy <laughs> do you need? The, the biggest things that's come out of that are my favorite parts of them, which are always very benign, small, throwaway lines and or scenes where I would base my sanity on getting to see this moment. Oh, ah, yeah, there it is. That's my spot. That's my part of the movie. Ah, it makes me feel good. Your your whole day is leading up to the the one and a half minutes where Tom Hanks doesn't look like he was a demon. Yes. Yeah. That's what you want. The for the po- for Polar Express, it's uh when he he offers the kid a nice hot cup of Joe on the top of the train, and then when uh the kid takes it, he goes, oh wait, and then he pulls his sock out of it. Is Tom Hanks a ho- I've never seen this. Is yeah, like- yeah, there's 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 hey, he's he's the train conductor and a hobo? and a ghost hobo <laughs> that kind of pushes the kid along through the story and is his conscience every once in a while. Okay, I thought for a second you were going to say pushes him off. The pushes train. him off the train. Sure. Yeah, that's what you Well, he's lonely. Yeah. He wants more ghosts on this. <laughs> Nightmarish Christmas. I heard that. There you go. There's our first ghost tie-in. The, the, the first ghost story of this week's boo-ha-ha is the Polar Express. Yes. Yeah. God, that was a. Uh, let's not talk about Avatar okay. at all. There may be yeah, no. ten more. So every week, right? There's two data points for that now. Mm-hmm. Every one of two weeks, uh, I ask my guest to give me their hometown so I can choose ghost stories. And when I asked you, you said. Omaha or Bitburg, Germany? Yes. So easily, I mean, kind of sister cities, if you think about it. Omaha, Nebraska, and Bitburg, Germany. What metrics are you using? (laughs) Well, what really surprised me is that I thought uh, you would get ones from Omaha because Bitburg would be too obvious. Germans are a myth filled people. There's a bunch of German myths, and it's a very, yeah, uh, but that's too obvious. So I was like, we'll probably find some from for Omaha. But then you did find some for Omaha, not because Bitburg was obvious. It was, in fact, because there are no ghosts None. in Germany. No ghosts. No. Uh, Sprites, forest nymphs. They got those in Witches. Space. Like, they're actual, like, cook your kid and eat it witches. That's fine. They got those. But when it comes to ghosts and ghost stories, not a popular thing in Germany. The only one that I found was an American expat family. Okay. Talking about something spooky that happened in their house. And there was a brief listicle 
that referenced a haunted school on an American military base. Oh, I thought you, I was really hoping you were just going to say like the plot from at pupil that that was <laughs> they, they found a teacher with a mysterious past who they, they blackmailed and then turned back into a monster at some point a, yeah 15 year old boy started murdering hobos <laughs> yeah it was a weird it was a weird couple months in in bitburg there was 10 of those stories but i thought that might be a little bit too you know too on the nose yeah so uh now i even looked in like i i looked at the map i'm like okay bitburg is right by the border to luxembourg Take a look there. Mm-hmm. I found another story by an American expat. Oh, man. <laughs> like, I think maybe ghosts don't exist outside of American yeah. culture. It's just us. Like, we're bringing them with us wherever we go. Yeah. America and uh, Chinese grindhouse horror is where all the ghosts are. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. That feels, that's, if you look. I wonder if they're doing that for us. No, they're not doing it for us because they're all from, like, the 70s and 80s. They is it like a, a globe thing where the ghosts just stick to like one half of the planet? You know, the America, Asia part, and then Europe's just on the other ghostless it's on side? The, on the, it's too far. Yeah. <laughs> like ghost gravity works the other way. Ooh, ghost gravity. Yeah. I like that. It just pulls them all to the center of America. Figure that out. That's dark matter right there. Create that mythos. Just ghost weight. Ghost weight. Dark matter. <laughs> so uh, I'll... I'll come back to that theory in future yeah episodes. yeah um, flesh that out for sure we'll figure it fleshless out. it gonna it get now. zach baggins on it <laughs> get those ghost adventure weirdos in there <laughs> i listened to it on my spirit box oh look that, well, holy shit that reminds now i have i didn't have a story oh for later yeah you made you reminded me of my one personal experience. Fantastic. Okay, excellent. I did the same thing when I was a guest on this podcast originally when I forgot that my parents owned a haunted castle. <laughs> I mean, you know, it slips your mind. You got you get a lot of stuff. You get a lot of stories in your life. It happens. Fair point, definitely. So, I have some ghost stories and I'm going to I'm going from to Omaha, sh- from Omaha, Nebraska. Specifically from Omaha, Nebraska and only from Omaha. Not Council Bluffs. You got your own stories, Council Bluffs. Fuck Council Bluffs. Every time I looked up, like, Haunted Omaha, the thing that came up was, is downtown Ralston haunted? Ooh. As intriguing as that might be, Ralston is not Omaha. Yeah, that's like, I don't even know where Ralston is. It's probably near Omaha. I mean, I'm sure it's near Omaha, but yeah, that'd be like, is Portland haunted? It'd be like, Salem Capital Ghosts. And you're like, what? Spooky Deschutes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this. (laughs) Oh, also, just sidebar, this is something that has proved to be a running theme so far. Oregon is not haunted. No, oh, yeah, no ghost here. Our ghosts are shitty and nonspecific. It's always like, there was a guy in a lighthouse, and it was spooky. Anyway, (laughs) $5. (laughs) You're paying for the experience of someone who got creeped out, like, 50 (laughs) years ago. Like, there was this... I swear there was a dude, like his shadow was just bigger than it looked like it should be. It was really weird. Anyways, so that's five bucks, please. (laughs) The only other category of Oregon ghost is like old prospector. Yeah. Made some bad moonshine and then saw something. But you think there would be some in the tunnels under the city, right? The the old old Chinese tunnels? We we talked a little bit about this last week. I'm going to get Sean Connery on to talk about those tunnels. Because I feel like he's got a lot of a lot of opinions on whether or not they exist. Even the, that the tunnels exist. 
there's some hearsay there as to whether or not there were as many tunnels as it is said there were. And Portland trying to be Seattle again. Yeah. And even want to live up. Just want to live up to their big brother. Even Seattle. Shit up. That underground city. I'm using some industrial size quotation marks. It's fine. It's a nice way to spend an evening. And the Bill Spidell legacy Uh tour company puts on a fantastic tour. Check them out if you're up in Seattle. But it's not a city. It's, you know, it's some hallways. (laughs) It's it's a hallway that they found a bathtub in. And (laughs) they take you into it and they tell you a story about a prostitute. Have you seen us? Not yet. Okay. It's on my list, but I know that there are tunnels involved. Yeah. Spoilers. Sort of. I mean, not like... It seems... Kind of. It's like, oh, not really a spoiler as it is like, oh, that's a thing? That's that's kind of the vibe I got. I'm I'm treating... You're going to go see it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm treating it as a spec script for The Twilight Zone, which I'm more excited about. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Looking forward to that on YouTube free later. (laughs) You don't want... You're not going to go to CBS... (laughs) <laughs> all access streaming to watch it embarrassingly i already have a cbs all access account because star trek is on cbs <laughs> <laughs> i have to see how bad discovery is gonna get it's oh gone it's gone all the way off the rails in season two okay but <laughs> that's a different podcast there's that's a different podcast <laughs> and look back at the first two seasons that's true that's next, true uh, fair enough fair enough good so Ghosts of Omaha. Ghosts of Omaha, I have, yes. I have a couple options for you. Oh, okay. I'm going to just give you a couple general topics, let you choose. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a history of the woman in white of North Omaha. Okay. Is that a haunted house in Omaha? <laughs> Blander title, but it's always a woman in white. Don't let Daniel Radcliffe hear you say that. <laughs> that was... That one was in black. Oh, okay. I remember that. No. Oh. So it was not bad. All right. Yeah. Spooky. Spooky. You like Harry Potter. Full of ghosts. So we also have Haunted Hummel Park. Ooh. Huh? And a history of ghosts at Fort Omaha. Oh. And a history of the story of Carter Lake's Burning Lady. Holy shit. That's a provocative one. Also... The Salt Witch of Nebraska. Salt Witch? Damn. Okay. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, I should have restricted it to three, but I kind of went overboard. Well, you, 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 you keep finding them. They're everywhere. I get it. I mean, I'm just none of them involved mainstream comics and cards, which I'm disappointed about. That's, that's a bummer. Uh, or the zoo, which I'm also bummed about. I mean, I feel like if you wanted that, you could have included that in your memo. To make sure make sure you find a ghost story yeah. about mainstream comics and cards. <laughs> I, <laughs> Please. <laughs> I, look, I could have pulled a ghost panther out of my ass. <laughs> you know what, though? I, I'm going to go with the fort because I'm guessing and hoping that the fort's going to have some, like, a bunch of people who got, you know, chopped up and fucked up and stuff. And those will be exciting stories. One can but hope. One can but hope. I'm not I mean, the salt to- witch... And the fire lady, those are pretty big, too. But you're going ghost for it? I'm going ghost for it. All right. Let's go ghost, ghost for it. Keep in mind, you're going to read me a story later, and I will definitely choose a salt witch. Okay. Because those are two of my favorite things, both in terms of human category and flavor. Okay. A history of ghosts at Fort Omaha. Fort Omaha was opened in 1878. 
Home to thousands of U.S. Army troops, over a century of service, many people lived and died at the fort. Fair. Mm, spooky already. They died. They, they, they lived and died. Mm. <laughs> Unnatural. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know that. Today, some of the buildings that still survive on the campus include the General Crook House and the Commissary, both built in 1878. So everything was built at the same time. As is usually the usually case, the case with when you're building a thing. fort, yeah. yeah. You know, Later than I thought, too, for the date on the fort, but okay. You'd think. I mean, take some time. Yeah. Get things together. Towards the end of the Indian Wars, it's probably the pinnacle. So, it, 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 let's see. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. In 1890, a 60 year old inmate at the Douglas Country Poor Farm. Ooh, nice. <laughs> I like that. Debtor's prison. <laughs> uh, Peter Gronewald. Uh, was a servant of Lieutenant Wilson, who lived in officers' quarters at the fort. One day, while he was doing his work, he had a psychotic episode and started throwing objects around. He flung plates into the wall. With his mind? That's not in the text, but if you'd like to think that, yeah. I think it improves the story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's just Dr. Xing out, Professor Xing Dr. out. Dr. Xing out. It's been a long day. <laughs> He flung plates into the wall and broke a glass window. And when Lieutenant Wilson tried to subdue him, Gronwald suddenly died. Oh. Gronwald's ghost has haunted the fort ever since. Pretty straightforward. That's that's fair. <laughs> I like when well, somebody... they, they, they say has haunted, but they don't say what the ghost has been doing. It's like, he's haunted it ever since. No. How uh, do you know? Yeah, I don't know. He died. There's plates in walls. <laughs> Sometimes you hear stuff. <laughs> I figure it's it's the wailings of a person who probably had like an embolism or a brain tumor, <laughs> died suddenly, and is freaked out that people think he was a psychopath, and it was really just something went horribly wrong in that man's head. Yeah, and then uh, and then he had a fit, and uh, I mean they say he suddenly died. They probably shot him or choked out. Yeah. I mean, that I didn't want to say it, but the whole time I was hearing the story, I was like, it sounds like he was trying to sell 1878 Lucy's and <laughs> got <laughs> got taken down. Oh. And he's trying to write it. He's trying to write the wrong, the injustice of them taking him out. Is he trying to write it by still selling ghost Lucy's? He's got ghost Lucy's yeah. to people, yes. Tastes like a cool. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got, there's got to be other... Oh, there are. There okay, are. It, okay. it continues. There's a there's a couple of um, and that that seems like a cop out. You can't just say he's haunted the place ever since with no stories of him haunting. Are you are you complaining about a story about a ghost being kind of nebulous and <laughs> non fact based? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I don't think this sound this this doesn't sound sound. This clown has a lot of makeup on his face. <laughs> What's under there? <laughs> What's under there? What's yeah. he trying to hide? <laughs> moving, uh, moving on. Okay. The, the tragic death of yeah. What's-His-Face. When the fort had regular U.S. Army troops stationed there in the 1880s, it was popular for Omaha's elite to come out for a fancy day watching the troops do their exercises. More than once, though, seances and psychics drew out specters and ghouls for the fancy people to see. Whoa, okay. Hmm? It's only that one guy so far. You're just drawn out. <laughs> he's he's not haunting it so much as he's being He's being summoned. pulled. He's being pulled. Release me! From the paradise of the other side. 
That's why he 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 got pulled out and just got stuck. Yeah, every time the psychic manages to pull the ghost through, he just screams about piercing the veil. I don't. <laughs> know, he, just, he seems sad. <laughs> so yeah, we've got a bunch of active military personnel, and then we've got psychics entertaining the rich. So uh-huh. it's, uh Standard Dan Omar. Right. According to a 1918 newspaper report, the troops thought one psychic was a charlatan when he conjured a ghost on command. However, they were shocked when the ghost kept returning night after night for a week. Ooh. End of details. Oh, damn it. They keep, <laughs> like, he came back night after night. They're, they're not saying anything. Like, he came back night after night for a week and st- stood there. Hey. Just picturing... Like a broken video game character? Yeah. Yeah. He just lagged. <laughs> Press triangle to interact with Spectre. <laughs> He's just floating there waiting for you. Like He's saying the same three lines over and over again to you. <laughs> I'm still dead. I'm still <laughs> dead. I'm still dead. You want to go with me to kill the king goblin? <laughs> Riches and rewards wait for you there. <laughs> And also, I thought I thought they were gonna say that they found out a psychic was a charlatan, and then they all tarred and feathered him and drawed and quartered the psychic or whatever in his spirit and holds her. You know what I mean? They did a Candyman on him or something. Something terrible. Something awful. That's a better story. Yeah. I, but in terms of narrative, I feel like that's how you make a super ghost. Yes. A ghost who is also psychic. Yeah, that's a yeah definitely. Yeah, that's that's how you get. Dr. X goes. <laughs> yeah, that's how you get Doc X. <laughs> and that's the origin of Doc X. The other ghost is already psychic. He's he's telekinetic yeah. at least. This is not it's shaping up for a real shitty X-Men reboot. So so far the ghosts have been created and or summoned, but haven't done anything. So in my head there's just two ghosts <laughs> floating next to each other with their arms at their sides, just looking straight ahead like Mm-hmm. They're in the dugout mm-hmm. of a baseball video yes, game. Yes, yes. Yeah, that. They're doing that thing where they're breathing and yeah. kind of moving up and down. Yeah. They're in a supernatural dugout on deck, but not doing anything yet. I like that you assume that NorthOmahaHistory.com is sketching out a narrative that far in advance. We're like, okay, act three. The ghosts <laughs> are all going to come back. You got <laughs> to add pop, man. You got to add sizzled if you're going to do a story. Part of the pedigree of boo-ha-ha is that the ghost stories are not always very good. <laughs> and that's that's kind of the fun. Uh, whether they're written by somebody who doesn't have a firm grasp of English or only half of the story was printed out, it's a lot of fun. Let's see. What's, so how many? Is there more ghosts? Oh, there's more ghosts. Okay. In 1945, a soldier at the fort became violent towards a nurse. That's code for something yeah. worse. Mm-hmm. In the fort's hospital and murdered her in the presence of doctors and other nurses. Oh, damn. That might not be more than that. It might just be a yeah, that's... psychotic episode. Just a psychopath. Yes, and since then, oh, s- stories say that you can see her staring longingly out the windows of that building late at night. Mm. So we've got ghost nurse. Ghost nurse. And then ghost that's psychic. Sad. And... Telekinetic ghost. Tele- telekinetic ghost. We're, we're building our X-Men. So her power her power would be to, to give sadness. She's a Debbie Downer. A spectral Debbie Downer. She comes into the room and everyone gets really low. You're describing Rogue. 
Nobody likes Rogue. Everyone like well, people like Rogue, not her personality. No. (laughs) There's some other attributes (laughs) to the character that are engaging (laughs) for the comics demographic. Uh, But yeah, the inside of her soul and her mind are not not them. No. No, you're not. They really built up a rich tapestry. She's a very like (laughs) complex, deep character. Yeah. Very, yeah. She can't touch anyone. <laughs> so gloves. So gloves. Yeah. End of character development. There's probably more. Remember when Anna Paquin played her in the movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice aside. That's a nice sidebar <laughs> there, Avalon. But so she's, okay, I understand why she's around and depressed. Yeah. That's out of all the ghosts we all the ghosts. Out of the You ghosts. went to work one day and I more than likely this dude tried to get fresh. You said no, and then he killed you. Killed in the presence of other nurses and doctors, yeah. which is it's a weird move. Yeah. On a military. And what a base. shitty way because it's not someone you knew. Just ran like, motherfucker, really? This is how I go out? They say, you know, you make a ghost. Somebody who's, you know, died violently. Something Mm -hmm. is unfinished in some way. Can you be a ghost because you're just confused? Yeah. Like, Like, what what the fuck? Yeah, what was that? Just need, I just need some additional information. Yeah. That's all. Like, oh, he was, okay, bipolar too. Bye. (laughs) So we we have two more very brief ghost stories for the fort. According to former office staff from Metro Community College, in the 1970s, one of the original officers' houses was being renovated. While they were working, builders said they would hear knocking on the opposite side of a wall they were working on. Ooh. At first, they thought it was other workers, until they learned that there were never other workers on the other side of the wall. Oh, so, okay. Uh, like that there was someone buried in the wall or wait for anyone, it. anyone died on the property. Okay. Wait for it. They also complained about tools mysteriously disappearing and showing up days later in entirely different rooms. Oh, okay. Okay. End of story. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> when I read that one, I was really hoping that there was going to be a, then they knocked down the wall and you know, there was a skeleton or yeah. something. Or when I was a little kid, when I was a little kid and I always heard, and I heard, heard stories of people being buried inside walls or being put inside walls. Sure. I owe, for some reason I just went to, well, that's where they live now. Oh, so when they knocked the wall down 50 years later, He's just old and like just in there. Yeah, just in there. Yeah. Like, hey, where the fuck have you guys been? I've been <laughs> I've been sitting here knocking on this wall for 50 years. Did you do any thinking on what they ate or the economics of living inside of a wall for 50 no, I years? I always assumed that I always assumed they'd be dirty. Yeah. But that was about as far as I thought. I'd you knew that like, the poop had to go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But That's, that was it. That's fair. That was all I ever, that was as far as I ever went. I was just like, oh, yeah. And then the first time in a movie where they knocked down the wall and a skeleton was there, I was like, oh, shit, you would die. <laughs> you have that, like, uh, end of the usual suspects flashback. Yeah. I was all, every time. Oh, no. no. All those people are dead in those stories. And that's when you stopped walling up other children in the yeah. walls, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it kept them safe. <laughs> It's a very of mice and men <laughs> angle to take on walling somebody up. 
and keeps you safe. <laughs> In a way, it does. Yeah. See. Yeah. But so there would there's knocking on the other side of a wall. Yes. And then for a couple of days, I could have sworn I put the hammer and chisel here. Yep. But Hank said they were over there. Turns out they were in the other room. But I didn't put them there. We know that there were no other workers on the other side of the wall. (laughs) So, But the tools aren't on the other side of the wall either. They're just in in another part of the house. Do you not know what another room is? No, but... Oh, I see. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Somebody's over there. Somebody's over there. Moving a tool. I don't think it's a ghost. Well, if I didn't do it, ghost. (laughs) That's kind of a through line in ghost stories. I didn't do it. There's no other plausible. It couldn't have been a cat or another human being or just the house settling. Ghost. Has to be. Astral plane crossing over into the corporeal realm. That's that's kind of the gist of it. So we have one more. Oh, okay. One more brief ghost story from... uh, From From Fort Omaha. The... Eminently disappointing <laughs> yes. for Omaha. I did give you a choice, and I asked. I asked a couple of times, but you you chose this. In other stories, a young girl, a Native American warrior. Mm. Okay, I'm sorry. From the seventies. I read this as being I mean one person. Oh, okay, okay. I'm gonna take that again. In other stories, a young girl, a Native American warrior, and a nicely dressed middle aged man are seen in different places around the campus. <laughs> that's awesome when do they walk into a bar yeah yeah it's like first of all they have to walk into a bar they're not they don't have a story you just see like it'd be awesome if like so the middle-aged man okay fine but i like the idea of the uh native american warrior just being a Native American lady that they white, guilted, woke, thought like, oh, a majestic Native American warrior here on our, on our and she's just like, what? I I brought my kids here. We're, we're going to see the, the fort. We've seen you. <laughs> We've I, seen you here around what? at different times. Going to the tour guide over here. <laughs> what are you talking about? There's only one. <laughs> I love, yeah, I, the randomness of the assortment. Uh, just who was the third one? A young girl. A young girl. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they want us to construct a narrative there. Because yeah, because there's a lot like there's no stories of any, any of these people dying uh, on the property or whatever. Anything. They're just they're just Milo and noticing their way yeah. through the the barracks. <laughs> They could be ghosts from other places that have Milo and Otis their way adventured across the country. <laughs> There's one more sentence in this two-sentence ghost story oh, about okay. the setup to a bad joke. When the night is right and you're feeling a fright, you might also find yourself in the presence of a young soldier. What? You can't throw the, another <laughs> ghost right at the end credits. I'm not sure if they forgot what they were writing about. <laughs> There's also a, a young soldier ghost. Apparently. So, yeah, the setup is, let me just, I'll read you the entire thing because it's 
one line long. In other stories, a young girl, a Native American warrior, and a nicely dressed middle-aged man are seen in different places around the campus. Mm -hmm. When the night is right and you're feeling a fright, you might also find yourself in the presence of a young soldier. Oh, no. Just put it down. There's, There's a soldier, too. There's a ghost soldier here. I like to think that it's not referencing another ghost so much as it is like silver lining. If you're spooked out, there might be a nice young soldier boy there for you. Nice strapping young man. Just hanging out. To protect you. Make, make sure you he doesn't safe. start throwing plates at you. Yeah. Or attacking you in the in the, in the medical ward. <laughs> well, I was scared of the ghost, but then this nice young man showed up and he brought several other doctors and nurses. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, what if, what, you can't, that's so lame, that's so weird. They're trying to get people in on a ghost trap tourism, but with no ability to create a narrative, even a simple one. Like, you're just saying that these things are, but ghosts are built on the stories of how they became that. Isn't it a fun, like, all it takes is a little bit of follow-through. Yeah. You just need, you've already, I'm going to assume, completely invented a series of ghosts. Uh, yeah. And some of the things that might have kind of led to them existing. All you need to do is just add in a third act. Where we somebody, have a fort. We have soldiers. We more than likely have uh, natives. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got nurses. We got all the makings of things for horror stories. More than a hundred years of fort. Yeah, to turn into hauntings and yeah. ghosts and uh, spirits that have unfinished business here. And you just name things. <laughs> you just name people. And they almost got there so many times where it's like they heard tapping from the wall. Right. And you're like, oh, here we go, here we go. And then they're just like, no, they just step on your balls. They're like, no, you can't come yet. No. <laughs> They're just edging us with <laughs> ghost stories that never happen. Ruin, ruin ghost orgasm stories. <laughs> it's, uh, it's CBT, but the B stands for boo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you're right. That was eminently disappointing uh how about i feel like writing them and being and giving them some tips like hey you guys want we read your website website is in quotation marks (laughs) we we read we read your facebook page but here's some ideas we like your pitch we like your pitch it's great let us help yeah there's another brief story i'm kind of i kind of feel like i should give you something okay that isn't that isn't the fort ghost how do you feel about uh, Hummel Park? Oh, I was thinking about Hummel Park because that's very specific. And parks, anytime there's a ghost story from a park, it's usually a good story. Yeah. So this one, uh, I'm going to give you a brief bit of background okay. on, the, on the park. All right. And then I'm going to uh, give you a ghost story that somebody wrote in to the True Ghost Stories archive. Ooh, nice. All Confirmed. Right. Mm-hmm. Little bit of background. Located in Omaha, Nebraska, Hummel Park is said to be one of the most haunted parks in the United States. Nice. It has an area of 202 acres, rumored to be an ancient Native American burial ground. Gold. Mm -hmm. Good start. The ground was once the site of a fur trading post run by Jean-Pierre Cabana. Oh, probably an asshole. I think it's actually Cabana, but Cabana's more fun. It was later named in tribute to J.B. Hummel, a longtime superintendent of the Omaha Parks and Recreation Department. 
Okay, nice. Many suicides have taken place on the edge of the park, which is called the Devil's Slide. Holy shit, okay. Moving on to the actual story itself. Which this place has a plenty. Oh, yeah. As we've heard, there's some suicides. Right. And more. Built on an Indian burial ground with an evil fur trader guy. I'm just assuming he's probably an evil asshole. If not to humans, then at the very least to muskrat. (laughs) Yes. And the noble beaver. (laughs) Hauntings of hordes of angry beavers. You just hear... (laughs) Does that sound like a leathery tail slapping down a dam? (laughs) Here is um, D. Lutz's story about Hummel Park. The background of this park is very macabre to begin with. In the early 1900s, Omaha was notorious for being very racist. Um, I mean, only in the 1900s. Only in only in the early, yeah. yeah. Only at the beginning of the last century. After that, You're all s- smooth sailing, all good. Yeah, you know how Nebraska's state motto is, "We did it." <laughs> we did it. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. All good. Screw you, rest of the country. <laughs> Having said that, we'll have to cast our eyes back to the darkness that was mm-hmm. in the early 1900s. Lynch mobs would ride through town and hang or otherwise mutilate any black people that happened to be in sight. They hang so many black people that the trees still bow over the road leading to Hummel Park. Damn. The weird part is that young trees and even the grass lean towards the road outside the park. Creepy. See? Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, definitely. Add some ambiance. Put some, sprinkle it with some. Rub it on there. Yeah. All of this death associated with the park seems to have warped the very ground it stands on. There are altars of satanic worship scattered throughout the park. Oh, yes. Okay. I've seen one of them up close. Whoa! Not cool. <laughs> 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 he was going to come back to that later. See, right? and I, I've, I've thought about that with these kind of things, with, like, people who sneak. So that's that they secret footage of satanic rituals and, you know... Uh, hidden video of Bilderberg group meetings and shit. Martha Stewart's sex piles. Right. I would. Ne- my first thought would never be not cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be all over to like, dude, this fucking slaps. Like, this is amazing. Look at this. <laughs> the first time you see like a sentient blood mist rise out of a crevice in the ground, you're just like, party foul, bro. Not cool. <laughs> the first time I see a giant wooden statue of ball or an owl or something i'm gonna be like what i don't know what happens here but it's probably badass they told me the blood owl was over here (laughs) i'm on board so okay there's also a lodge on the south side of the park where a collection of albinos live oh shit (laughs) what (laughs) this place has everything (laughs) they like to frequent the park at night Uh uh-huh mostly Mostly. And they absolutely detest normal people. Parentheses, from what I hear. Because <laughs> you can't get near them. So you got oh, you got the Hills Have Eyes and the Yellow King all, <laughs> all on this park's property. Just a little bit of Carcosa in there. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, and just outside of those gates, like a Fuddruckers. <laughs> yes, most definitely. <laughs> The lodge itself looks like a giant wooden igloo. The entire thing is fenced off. Guess why? Why? He doesn't say. Oh, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) He does, however, say that his most recent visit is as follows. 
We decided to go out, primarily out of sheer boredom. We arrived at 5.04 a.m. This time of year, the sun doesn't rise until about 7.30 or 8. Still looking like the middle of the night and very Blair Witch Project-ish, we proceeded into the park. As we were driving through the entrance, a rock or something hit the outside of the driver's side door. It scared poor Sarah to death, so she insisted on everyone holding hands. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I obliged, and on we went. He's also driving, so he's holding hands with at least two other people in the yeah. car. I guess he's just knees. They're, he's, yeah, he's just coasting at like five miles an hour. Knees okay. on the wheel, it's fine. Sarah pointed out that halfway up the left side, a few feet inside the park, was where she saw a ghost car several years ago. Whoa. Ooh. Apparently, her and a bunch of friends saw a late model car wrecked impossibly high up the side of a hill, like God had picked it up and smashed it against this big bowing tree and left it suspended there. Later that night, a car with a highly damaged front end chased them out of the park, and it disappeared as soon as they left. What? And Christine is here, too? Man, this is... Okay. It's the Disneyland of this, haunted yeah. parks. <laughs> we drove around for a while and saw a picnic area. We decided to investigate, and right in front of us was a staircase. All three of us got out and ascended them and counted each cracked, crumbling one, finally reaching 188. Okay. It's a lot of stairs. There's a lot of stairs. It is an almost implausible number <laughs> of stairs. <laughs> Plus, I get the feeling that 188 is going to mean something to them. I, I would have to imagine. Uh, they get to the top. I saw inverted crosses and pentagrams and decided to myself mm. that that was enough for me. I turned around and headed back down the stairs, being sure to keep count. When we reached the car, the count was 183. Ooh. <laughs> Where did those five st- <laughs> stairs go? <laughs> I feel like five spectral stairs. That's definitely supposed to be scarier than it is. Yeah. Um, They miscounted then. (laughs) Probably. They got back to the car and they heard a low rumbling sound like an earthquake and then a horrible screaming. Lutz thought it might have been raccoons they saw earlier. But then Kyra's stomach started aching and Sarah tasted blood. What? Oh, what? (laughs) I felt somewhat dizzy and disoriented. Outside the park, we headed for the interstate to get back home when Sarah noticed that the left side of the car was heavy and leaning to the side. We're okay. Spooky. She got out and checked for flats, which there weren't, and then they heard a weird knocking. We had a passenger we didn't want. Oh, is it a hook? Please tell me there's a hook on the door. We can hope for hook. After getting lost again and again and finally finding the park, the weight lifted. Our physical ailments went away, and we went home with on- with the only sound being the misfits in the CD player. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> then he gives the location of the park and follows it up with, the fine for trespassing after hours is $25 plus court costs. <laughs> I think he's telling you it's totally worth it to go there, to, seems, to sneak on there. That seems like the case. Which doesn't – if there's a – if there's a secret – group of albino cannibals that live on the park a $25 plus court cost fine doesn't seem like app security enough that uh, I feel like you're going to want to build a better fence (laughs) yeah (laughs) first of all and maybe instead of just putting the fine on the fence maybe you just say albino cannibals yeah going a step further 
it might be prudent to evict the cannibals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what drug do you think this guy was on? Oh, man. He's so... I like yeah I liked that he said that we just we were just bored at five o'clock in the morning so we went <laughs> we all just were like you just want to go to the haunted park we were bored probably already in the car looking for something else yeah exactly yeah they was like we smoked all the weed we're out of whatever Nebraska's equivalent of PBR is which is probably PBR. <laughs> we drank all the PBRs. I thought you were going to say PCP. <laughs> well, yeah, there might be PCP in there. But having having the Misfits playing, this is the beginning of a horror movie. They're in the car. They're on the sacred burial ground. Yeah. Cannibals eat them. Even that, like, if you could do something fun with the stairs. Like, yeah. if they go up 188 stairs, they come down 183, and something's wrong. Yeah. The car's not there. They're not a back yet. Yeah, you know? yeah. But, yeah, so that... Uh, there's a lot of, as with the last couple stories, there's a lot of potential there. Yeah, this one's way better written. Yeah, it really, it takes a bit of a dip in the third act. Yeah. It, also, he never actually sees a ghost or encounters any, they're all just talking about the atmosphere, a past ghost experience that colors their, their present situation yep. and experience, and then... Bleeding gums. And then bleeding gums. Yes. Which I feel like we could do some armchair diagnosing there. Someone tasted blood. Someone felt dizzy and someone had a stomach ache. That That's meth, right? Oh, yeah. After, yeah, after a couple of days up. Yeah. No food. Counting stairs. Counting stairs. We cleaned the, we cleaned the ghost house for three hours. <laughs> Spick and span. So that is. That's a good one. There you go. We got. We got one after the uh, after the initial misroll of the ghosts of Florida Omaha. Yeah, you can't just. I think their idea was that we're in, we're a Western fort. It's got to be haunted. Let's think up some stories, but then you didn't because you were half assing it. It's it's the kind of thing you see in. Uh, it's the kind of thing you see in small coastal towns a lot, where yeah. they really try to give you some kind of a narrative, like something. We got to give them something. Yeah. We were looking last week, we did some coastal ghosts, and it was exactly the same thing where it's like, there was a spooky thing that happened at a campsite once. Oh boy, you should have been there. <laughs> they were real scared. <laughs> Hello, I'm dead. Are you dead too? If so, you. Like so many other ghosts, ghouls, boogans, and googars have likely noticed a dramatic increase in so-called paranormal investigators. In the digital age, there are fewer and fewer shadows in which we can hide. According to a recent study, one in five post-life Americans have reported their homes, tombs, or unmarked ditch graves as having been invaded by this growing menace. Here at the Fort Omaha, home for wayward ghosts, we believe that just because you have shuffled off the mortal coil doesn't mean you've shuffled off your right to privacy and anonymity. Our facility here hosts dozens of phantasms, 
From poltergeists to plasterers who fell asleep in crawl spaces and got walled in by construction workers. We take all comers. Here, you will be free to wander the grounds, shrieking into the darkness, socialize with a seemingly random assortment of characters, or just throw plates at a wall until someone kills a nurse or whatever. And all with the privacy and anonymity that you deserve. Visit us at fortomaha.ghost or give us a call by whispering into a downed phone line that landed on your tombstone. Goodbye. Your turn. Oh, now is my turn. It's your turn to read me a ghost story. Um, I get to choose, which is fantastic. Uh, okay. I, I think it's definitely going to be, I mean, it's got to be the Salt Witch or the Burning Lady, right? I think I'm, I'm definitely going to do the Salt Witch. Okay. Uh, okay. So we're back. After <laughs> after no time at all uh, yeah. from our audience's perspective. <laughs> and you picked The Salt Witch of Nebraska. I Good figured, title. I figured I had to uh, I had to do something uh, that sounded primo spooky. While traditionally this show has focused more on ghosts, uh, since I've taken the helm, I've decided to open that up to some additional spooky entities. Okay. Well, th- this okay, this starts off <laughs> this starts off good in a bad way. So the Salt Witch, Nebraska, located 40 miles north of the point where the saline flows into the Platte River. We have not been able to discover a more exact location for this legend in the state of Nebraska. So elsewhere? So this might not actually be in Nebraska. Okay, that's close enough. Okay. (laughs) But, but, there was once a pillar of salt that stood at this location on the Nebraska Plain. And the following is the story of the Salt Witch as derived from our resources. Quotes. Industrial-sized quotes (laughs) around resources. Oh, this is beautiful. Old hobo Steve out by the quick and go. Whenever there's generic terms, that's good ghost story writing. So here we go. Uh, A Native American tribe was for a long time quartered at the junction of the river. It's chief of man of blood and muscle. (laughs) Jesus. In whom his people gloried. He was so fierce, however, that nobody made a companion of him except for his wife who alone could check his fierce rages. He loved this woman so well that at her death, he became a recluse and shut himself off within his lodge, refusing to see anybody. Uh, they actually said reusing to see anybody. <laughs> I'm just going to take that as a, as a misprint. That's a, that's a fair, fair little contextual <laughs> this, <edit. laughs> this mood endured with him so long that mutterings were heard in the tribe and there was talk of choosing another chief. Some of this talk he must have heard, for one morning he emerged in war dress and without a word to anyone walked off across the plain heading westward. Yeah, okay, so that's, I mean, one read is that he has heard rumblings. From from my perspective, an isolated, 
unmedicated widow has just put on his army uniform and walked off into the distance. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, On returning a full month later, he was more talkative and had something unusual to relate. He also proved his prowess by brandishing a belt of fresh scalps before the eyes of his warriors, and he had also brought with him a lump of salt. He told them that after traveling far over the prairie, he had thrown himself on the earth to sleep. Ow! (laughs) When he was aroused by a wailing sound close by in the light of the full moon, he saw a hideous old woman brandishing a tomahawk over the head of a younger one who was kneeling, begging for mercy, and trying to shake off the grip from her throat. The sight of the women, 40 miles from the village... So surprised the chief that he ran towards them. The younger woman made a desperate effort to free herself. In vain, as it seemed, the hag wound her left hand in the air, uh, while in the other she raised the axe and was about to strike. Did they stage this with his position in mind? (laughs) Look. It's a POV. It's a POV ghost story. He's sleeping. Wait for the... Scream when he wakes up. That's (laughs) just... Come on. Get in his his range of sight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on, we have to be... We followed him, we tracked him for three days <laughs> to do this scene. It's like a shitty improv everywhere thing. <laughs> yes. They weren't wearing pants and they were on the subway. <laughs> Her hand raised, about to strike. At that moment, the chief gained a view of the face of the younger woman. Dot, dot, dot. <gasps> dot, dot, dot. It was that of his dead wife. Shit! With a snarl of wrath, he leaped upon the hag and buried his own hatchet in her brain. But before he could catch his wife in his arms, the earth had opened up, and both women disappeared. But where they were, a pillar of salt stood. Just one? Anyway, okay. For years, for years, (laughs) all right, just finish this. For years, the Native Americans maintained that the column was under the custody of the salt witch. And when they went to gather salt there, they would beat the ground with clubs, believing that each blow fell upon her person and kept her from working other evils. So the writer also has some observations. All right, I got on just, this I'll, story. I'll keep it brief. I got two points. One, this is a story about ayahuasca <laughs> or peyote. Peyote. A depressed widow walked out into the desert and tried to work through some shit. And uh, it feels like a like a real Freudian dream, doesn't it? About his wife? Yeah, like you kill your, your wife's murderer in order to get over her. Yeah, death. fair enough. Yeah, yeah. You, you kill the instrument of your wife's demise and you come back rejuvenated. See, here's, here's my issue with this story is one, there's... One yeah, column just, only? <laughs> yeah, one column only. That really <laughs> bothers me. <laughs> that bothers me in a movie when you're like, wait, what? So they're that whatever. Even in the nineteen sixties Batman movie, when all of the UN delegates were turned into a desiccated they're individual powder. powders. Individual powders. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they packaged this as uh, here's the ghost story of the the salt witch of wherever Nebraska flats. Sure. And then they tell the story, not as a third person account of uh. Uh, a, a local tribe's legend. Sure. Their first hand, like, and then on Thursday, 
he went out of his tent. <laughs> like, it's a script. It's, it's a, <laughs> This is so that you can scare some kids outside of a teepee at a summer camp. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, would you expect anything else from Haunton.gs? <laughs> uh, so the, the writer says uh, the exact location of the salt, which is only a vague description of a place that does not seem to have any reports of paranormal activity... <laughs> outside of this, which we are putting under the category of being a legend. Okay, are, is it is it that there is no paranormal activity because they already ate all of the salt or whatever? <laughs> Maybe. Also, that's my second point. I don't think you should be eating ghost salt. They do say that uh, it that this place represents a potential hotspot for paranormal activity. These ritualistic behaviors uh, that are repeatedly, supposedly repeatedly performed at this location are the basis of why this is a hot spot for paranormal activity. Huh. I, uh, okay. A lot of people have tripped balls and seen crazy shit here, and maybe the energy of those collected trips is making this place haunted. I kind of, I like that as like the plot of a sci-fi movie. <laughs> I, yeah, like, totally. We went to the acid pits. <laughs> where the mines folded in Ooh, the dark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could have some fun stuff there. But for this... Yeah, no. Give me a ghost story about, you know, somebody who goes and eats some peyote and happens onto a haunted spot and is affected thusly. The whole part about him, uh, he's essentially uh, Clint Eastwood's character from Unforgiven. Yeah. He's essentially old Billy the Kid. Yep. Fair. Who's the baddest man that's ever lived and he kills everybody, but one woman tamed him. And then when she went, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. But you don't need that for him finding her in the desert. No. You could just say that the chief lost his wife, was really sad, decided to leave because he wasn't being a chief to his people anymore, but then saw the ghost of her. Yeah, you could you could make a more concise story. I, I he doesn't need to be... I mean, that's a different story of him being constantly covered in blood and known for his fierce rages. And then going out and coming back a month later with a bunch of scalps. Are we supposed to be on his side? I... Well, he's a, he's supposed to be a badass. He's the, that's why he's the leader. He comes back into camp with a bunch of a bunch of new scalps, scalps and something else. What was the other thing? Salt. Oh yeah, and, ghost and a, salt. Oh, the ghost salt. His wife. Yeah. The salt of his wife. The the chief came back into town with a bunch of bloody scalps, and then he kept trying to fuck this pile of salt. <laughs> and he said he found his wife, but it was just a big block of salt. He calls it his dry wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, which I don't know the official name, but it's, it's like a little otic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but with salt. Mmm. Mm, that's, <laughs> that's exfoliating. Uh, <laughs> I... My favorite part of this, I mean, there's a lot of... Who's the old lady? The salt witch. She's the salt witch. Yeah. Okay. Which also, I mean, is the salt witch some sort of demon? Like, did she actually pull his wife's soul out of the nether sphere? Or was this like a shadow that was conjured to torture the chief? That Yeah, they're not making that clear at all. My favorite part of the story is the omitted scene where after that happened... He went and scalped some unrelated parties. <laughs> He's like, well, I have my dry wife, my salty dry wife. Uh, get back to camp, have some relations with her later. In the meantime, I'm going to scalp some norms. Yeah. 
just going to find anyone that comes across me and scalp them because I'm back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but it's how the chief got his groove back. Yeah, yeah that's how the chief got his groove back. His All right. groove being there you a go. taste for blood. Yeah, definitely. There it is. There's the moral <laughs> of the story. I think that was a good pick. That was a that was a solid one. I'm real happy with a salt witch. I I think that probably a good way to go with this is to always veer towards uh, folk tales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good legend. But they they had something at the end of the story. They referred to it as like being the domain of the salt witch. Mm, for years, maintained the column was un- under the custody of the salt witch. That's it. The custody of the salt witch. And when you, when you go to gather salt from there, you beat the ground believing that each blow hits the witch so that she can't keep you from taking her salt and other evils. I was on board until... I mean, this witch is very easily defeat. Like, oh no, an axe to my head. She's like the It Clown. Yeah. She's like Pennywise. <laughs> All it takes is a bolt gun. <laughs> and a bunch of 12-year-olds with bats. And you're... Yeah. <laughs> that demon is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> There's everyone is like, all right, we're gonna go get salt. She's probably gonna come up out of the earth and start ranting and raving and you know having thunder claps happen and stuff. But just hit her. It's <laughs> we all have slingshots. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. She's a lot of bark, guys. <laughs> if you find the salt, which scary, just picture her when she was in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> Which was my strategy as a young boy. <laughs> oh, really? It did the trick. You For anything you were scared of? you Just, just Pennywise. You just mad? Oh, Pennywise. Yeah. You, you can't be scared of Pennywise if you picture him singing Sweet Transvestite. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then you just get a boner. <laughs> 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 okay, well, that kind of wraps up our ghost story portion Oof. of the, the podcast. Good I'm times. Gonna, I'm going to put out the campfire here. Tell me, before we wrap this up, do you have any spooky stories? Well, so, okay, here's the thing. Because when I showed up, my plan was I had these three personal stories that weren't, uh, until you reminded me of one, uh, that weren't actually ghost-related but ghost-adjacent. And I was like, oh, well, I'll fill up the time with these since I don't have a story for Avalon to read. Sure. But then we found Salt Witch, and so everything worked out fine. Gotta love that Salt Witch. But so the things I was going to talk about was first is that, so I don't have a ghost story, uh, but I did just finish reading the extremely short-lived Six Sense Children's book based off the one good M. Night Shyamalan film. So how, how the further adventures of young Cole who is tortured by dead people who can't find peace until he solves their mysteries as a children's book that Scholastic did so, that I just read. Wait, it, and it's, it's very interesting. I have so many questions. <laughs> it, and very fucked up and dark. <laughs> sure. Okay, so it's, okay. it's like ghost-based quantum leap. Okay. Or... Um, Mm, the 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 Hulk show maybe kind because he yeah he he just goes around yeah. f- to adventure to adventure with said ghost who needs help. So the first one involves a plane crash that he witnesses where all two hundred and thirty nine people who die haunt him and ask for them to help him. And in the mythos of the Sixth Sense, 
ghosts can't see each other and they most of the time don't know that they're dead. They're just continually in the loop of whatever painful moment they were in when they died. So yeah, it's a, so it's then it's an 8-year-old boy trying to explain to a plane full of people yeah. that they're all Yeah, one by one cuz they can't see each oh other. You don't see other dead people. You just see him cuz he can see you. And so there's there's a guy called the Broken Neck Man who stumbles like in, at, the, like in the haunting of Hill House. <laughs> who stumbles in uh and they can also ghost Patrick Swayze ghost style they can touch oh. the the corporeal realm as long as it involves him. Oh, so he's like a conduit. He's a conduit. So around him, they can touch stuff. So he, there's a there's a, a stewardess who she's dead, wandering around, just screaming like, "Where is everyone? Like, what hat? Where's where's the pilot? Where's the pilot? Where's the pilot?" And then he's like, "No, the pilot's gone." And she's like, "You're lying!" And then she claws him. And like scratches his chest and tears his clothes off, and he runs away. What the? And then she shows up in his bedroom, just still like, "Where's the pilot? Where's the pilot? Where's the pilot?" That's horrifying. (laughs) And that's where's Bruce Willis? Where's his therapist? His ghost helper? (laughs) And that's the, that's the the Sixth Sense, uh, children's series. (laughs) This is the most insane thing. So okay, I saw the Sixth Sense when I was, I don't know, maybe like nine or ten like right mm-hmm. when it first came out and it was unspeakably awful like it was hor- i mean it was a it's a good movie but it was fucking horrifying right just the second that kid oh the, the ten- kid who turns around the kid who turns around fuck and is the back of his head's gone you're like ah fool ah! <laughs> yeah for me the thing that made me the most upset was the misha barton thing yeah i think just because i was unaware that Munchausen's by proxy was a thing. And the the horror of that was even more terrifying. Like what? Someone who, what? What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. So this is, this book is the worst idea (laughs) that has ever been had. It's, you should read it. I'm going to, because this is. I this mean, it's is, a scholastic. It's it's a total of large print, 200 pages, and this is the kind of thing that would have like, as a child, this would have made me panic for an extended period of time, because I, I, can you imagine just being an eight year old kid and it's like, well, there are corpses surrounding me and they can scratch me or touch me. I'm gonna grow up okay. And there's there's like multiple scenes of his mom, like yelling at them. And then like them were like them explaining like you know, the power of the 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 intense feeling of powerlessness that we have where she's like, leave my son alone. Jesus, I'll kill you all again. But no, he's like, but I know my mom can't do anything. We can't do anything. They'll follow me forever. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> who is this for? <laughs> But yeah, that's it's one of my favorite bin finds I've ever had, the and cover, I couldn't believe that they did it. It's I still can't believe that they did it. I'm g- I want to look into how how many how many did they make? Do you want to take a bet on that? Oh, I'm less than ten. I'm gonna say two, and the rest were buried in that ET <laughs> salt mine. Uh, so that th- that that was the thing I definitely wanted to talk about, and then I was and then I thought. Um, uh, also adjacent but involving you was that so back when avalon 
was the Vincent Von Gool mm-hmm. of uh, Portland comedy. We would hang out all the time and Is this do... Lizard Night? Yes. <laughs> Lizard Night. <laughs> when we uh, were doing a Ouija board and we summoned a German. That's right. I remember uh, that. Spirit of some kind. We can't say ghost because remember you asked him. Because we kept saying, uh, are you dead? And he would say, no. Are you alive? No. And then he said, what b- What did he say? By before death or before life or something? Uh, it was. Uh, I was of, never alive. I was never alive. I think he just said never alive. Never alive. Yeah, which is a horrifying thing to hear. I Look, I go back and forth on on the realness of things and the veracity of stuff. But when you're, when you're touching a board and something says it was never alive, eh. and that it kept like spelling out stuff. And then it was you who was like, that's German. <laughs> that's a German word. Yeah. That was a, uh, that was super fucked up. Uh, uh, so the story that I just remembered that I do have is, this is the pulled out of your ass ghost story. Yes. The best kind. Right. I went on a ghost hunt once ah. to a haunted house in the middle of backwoods, central Texas, with a ghost hunting team and learned that what is ghost hunting? It's holding in a fart for four hours in a room <laughs> <laughs> with people staring at a chair. <laughs> And every maybe hour and a half, someone's saying, I think I heard something. <laughs> Were you holding it in because you, you I, didn't I, want to affect the meters? First, I was holding it in because I knew it was going to be a loud one. <laughs> I was like, this is, <laughs> this, is, this is one that you do in the privacy of your home and congratulate yourself for. Sure. It's the kind of thing that scares the dog. Yeah, yes. Uh, but But not on a ghost hunt with these people who were very serious about it that we also were not ready for for their seriousness on this ghost hunt. So you you thought it was going to be a fun lark and then they yes. break out the EM meters and the yeah. laser yep. thermometers. They pulled up in their in their utility van. Ugh. Uh Did they have like matching polo shirts? Was it taps? <laughs> they had uh like matching like car like like we go out into the woods a lot gear. Sure. Uh, and they, I can't remember what their, their name of their business was, but they had that on the side of the van and they were, they were like, we were wanting to do this house for forever. And I was like, okay. Um, and then, yeah, we sat there for four and a half hours staring at the dark. <laughs> one time, one time my friend did push the rocking chair with her foot. That's when you should have farted. That is when I should have farted. But we thought that was going to be like a fun, like, oh, yeah, no, nothing's obviously happening. And we pushed, eh, but no, they were like, oh, the chair move, the chair move, get this, get the, are you recording it? And then, and then my friend Fawn just goes, I, I, that was, sorry, that was me. It just, it's been two hours and I just kind of wanted something to happen. <laughs> and, and they were like, well, you know, if you do that, you completely destroy the aura of, of the go, of the hunt. Like it has to be spooky for it to work. <laughs> it's there's there's a there's like a, a baseline nothingness, like a vacuum sealed environment essentially, of emotions and everything, and then their little bit that crosses over into our plane you can see, 
That or the telltale thing that all of them said that they do is to get a ghost angry, which is when you walk into the room and you're like, oh, I, I heard there was a big bad ghost here. I heard you could show yourself. I don't see anything. I think you're fucking weak. I don't think you have any powers. Ghost provokers. <laughs> kind of like, come watch a bunch of fat slobs in black polo shirts yell at a ghost. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um bummer that you you didn't so you weren't convinced no of i well that time there was no ghost sure you can't win them all yeah you can't win them all maybe the ghost heard the uh the aura of your fart and they charged the lady for the house what for like it's like 200 bucks to come find the ghost and get it out but even then but <gasps> it was so uneventful that they were like you don't. I mean, you don't. You don't have to pay anything. I mean, we kind of. <laughs> and they well, were. They were. They were like sometimes it's a. You know what I mean? Sometimes they don't come out. Sometimes it's a dud. Sometimes, you know, they're they're breaking windows and they're throwing stuff. And sometimes some, they 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 talk to you in white noise. And sometimes it's just not tonight. It's just not tonight. Some days you get the bar. Some days the bar gets <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you're like, okay, cool. You guys are, you know, copacetic about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, sure. That that goes without saying. That goes without saying. <laughs> oh, that's uh that's really what a fun and disappointing night. I like the idea that the ghosts only show up if like you're every, not looking for them. Oh no, you like if there's no like everything has been made max spooky and we're we're waiting for the ghost. Yeah. Which is of course why the only houses that get haunted are ones with ghost hunters in them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Never at any other time does it does it work out? Yeah. Huh. Well, okay. That's that's a, that's a solid ghost story. Yeah. Did you eventually fart? Yes. Okay. And Good. I was like, that was the happiest moment of the night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we should probably wrap things up. Uh, the campfire is, is smoldering. It's, yeah. And, it's all embers now. It looks like a nice. So where can people find you? Oh. Well, if you're in Portland... Uh, Which I'm going to go out of the limb and say most of our listeners are. <laughs> <laughs> then you can uh, you can find me the first Saturday of every month at The Lamp for uh, our awesome cartoons and cocktails show. Uh, it's amazing. It's just what you think it is if you've never been. It's one of the most fun moments of all of our lives made better with booze. I'm curious. I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah, you should. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh and then uh, the third Sunday of every month, we got VHS Vengeance, uh, which is our uh, riff tracks with so you only, riff tracks with comedy. It's the only live movie riff and comedy show in the city, and the best in my opinion, especially since it's the only one. Uh, but yeah, uh, we got that the third Sunday of every month, and we find pretty awesome golden turkeys and rip them apart, and have cool comics come on and. Uh, entertain us during the fast forwarded boring moments and cool. it's always pretty awesome and then outside of that you just yeah look i'm on the facebooks and i'm usually posting what i'm doing what's there. your what's your twitters what's my you got, twi you got your tweets you tweeting I, I ain't tweeting oh but i i got insta oh you can find some of my stuff there. usually awesome things i find at the bins uh which are always fun but yeah at nikki p12 and sometimes i'll post shows and stuff there too nice uh but yeah that's what I'm doing. Excellent. Well, uh, well, thank you very much, uh, everyone. Go check out Nick. He's he's very funny. 
and uh, and he, he farted finally. So and it was good. <laughs> what if it wasn't? Oh, no, like, no. after being in the ghost room, like you it's just too long. It, it, it just was cold. too long. Yeah, like just an icy. Fart. You're like, oh god, <laughs> it was in me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, go check out Nick and his haunted butt. You can you can find me on the Twitters at mm-hmm. that Avalon, and the same for Instagram. Uh, you can follow my dog on Instagram. It's, it's on a, the dog. It's a very popular new Insta. She's pretty cute. She's pretty. She does pretty awesome things. She farted earlier. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> surprised her and woke her up. Nice. Yeah. Those are the best kind. We'll be back next week with another fantastic guest and more spooky stories. So until then. Yeah, you really got to work on an outro. You can't. You can't.